Mutahar, Muta, you know, that is uh, ordinary. He's ordinary an Indian gamers. YouTuber, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he confronted him on someone else's show. So there's this huge drama about how he said that my girlfriend is 18 and she's not. So he lies. It's just very stupid and gay. Uh, and he protected his tweets, apparently. What a bit of hearsay. Oh, my girlfriend is 16. She's 18. 18. 18. No, she's not. She's 20. She's 14. Like, okay, well, you're 50. Like Boogie's girlfriend is 11. Difference. Yeah. Do you see? You did watch a documentary, right? We, we did an episode it. on it, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. director of that documentary decided to say, hey, guys, thanks for reacting. Should we have him on? Maybe. I don't know. Well, <laughs> what, what, why not? Why, why so? I don't know. Because I'm sure, I don't know. His channel will probably get big and we can get something well, out of that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Between the time he commented... When I was first alerted about it, and then the uh, the period where I went back to it, his channel had gained something like sixteen thousand subscribers. So mm. he is growing quickly. Yeah, what's the documentary called? Boogie. The Bad sad, dark, fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the the triple belly existence of Boogie. Oh, here it is. Okay. Let me see his channel. He's got currently 99,000 subscribers. Boogie does or the director? No, the director, Mike Clum. Ooh, fuck. All right. Well, the director yeah. was at like 45,000 subscribers last I checked. Yeah, 99.9. So he's about to break 100,000. Is that what we need to do? We just we, we'll, go to, we'll go to Wings of Redemption and do a documentary on him or... Who's another sad? Who's another sad fat person on the internet that we can exploit to get followers? Um, God. I would say me, but that was like two years ago. I don't think we're we're at the point of fame <laughs> where we can do oh, that. Right. Oh, right. Oh, right. it has to be like a like a famous locale. Sorry. Right. Yes. I haven't gotten to so. that point yet. Yeah. Um. All right. Luke is in the waiting room here. Did you look up right. anything for Big Brother? No. I I looked it up right before we started recording that he accused someone of of like accusing him to HR or whatever and that's why he got kicked. But I don't wait. I don't what know. you think so? Well, there there's a news article saying that Luke accused Cody of telling HR about his N word. Who the thing. fuck is Cody? I don't know. Do you, you watch you it? I don't Corey? watch. Is it Corey? I don't know. I don't know. Let's it throw says, him in. We we got to hop on uh, with Monkey in forty minutes, so oh, we, shit. Okay. We're, we're probably pressing that show out at this rate. We'll find yeah. out. I still have like five minutes of that movie to watch. <laughs> God damn, that was that was that was trouble. That was, that was a painful. real hard time. Yeah. What's happening, Luke? How you doing? What's going on? Hey, hey. Sorry, Lorez. Long time no speak. How I know. I I've been good. How about you? Pretty good. Can't complain. Can't yeah. complain. Good. Dog. My dog's going crazy. Oh, you brought a guest with you. I brought my little guest. You see it in the corner right <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a cutie. You need to fuck off. You need to fuck off. Thank you very much. How's it going, man? What's going on? Uh, it's going going decent. We're uh, we're currently planning for another show. We're supposed to do a monkey later tonight where oh, he nice. he's making us watch um, a Super Mario Brothers fan film. Ugh. Okay, a fan film. A fan film. Interesting. I thought you were going to say the one from the 90s. That no, 
That I would be wish. good. Yeah, yeah, that would I actually be a treat. I love that movie, man. <laughs> Especially I compared to... So- as a kid. When I was a little kid, I thought, I was like, what the hell is this? Why does Bowser look like that, you know? But now, <laughs> like, mm, I don't know. It's got something to it. It's got that genesis quoi or something. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. I think that might be the first time anyone has described that movie having that. But Yeah, it absolutely. It's, it's culture. It's a cultured mm. film, you know? You just... You had to be there when it came out. <laughs> well, this is based on a on a terrible like web series, right? I think this was after like the third season, after like a hundred episodes of just a Mexican Mario. Dude, it, it, well, it was back in the day of YouTube when if you were uploading a movie, it was in twelve parts, it was in fourteen parts, it was something along those lines. So I don't know if it was intended as a series and then they put it out as a movie afterward or what, but. I saw it. Yeah, okay. There are twelve installments of this fucking thing, and it's what a it, two like and a half black, hour black animation or something. No, no, it's people dressed up. There's musical numbers. They're singing. They're dancing. I couldn't believe it. Ooh, it's bad. It's like <laughs> early, early YouTube cringe. It's really the bad. The best stuff. The best stuff. Oh, it's the early <laughs> days of YouTube. Hans, pull up a, a picture real quick of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's see it. Two see hours. It's uh, two two hours and 17 minutes, I think it came out to. I uh, I put it on my television last night and just kind of passively was watching it from the corner while I was working, but this thing. No, it's too much. Um, Luke, I was going to ask you, did you ever see that Super Mario Brothers from 93? There's a work print out that features a bunch of deleted scenes and just schematics that they had on set of creatures and all these different sets. It's very interesting. It adds like another 20 minutes to the movie. I think I saw the Yoshi. The concept art for Yoshi is it was horrific, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Goombas were like literally like uh, bouncer guys with, with, with tiny dinosaur heads. Freaking horrific! That probably gave me nightmares as a kid. I saw it on television, and I was like, "This isn't right." You know, I got all excited, and I'm watching it. I'm like, "What the hell?" Like John Leguizamo plays Luigi. Oh, wonderful! They do give. <laughs> I think they do give Yoshi a cameo in the movie, and it's just like a little, little raptor thing. Yeah, it's been years since I've seen it, but mm. uh, I'll have to, I'll have to pull it up and you know, put it on while I'm working someday. Yeah, it's it's definitely a treat to go back to. Hans, how how, how is the modern Mario Brothers looking? I didn't watch it. I don't know. I'm too old for that shit. I tried watching it on the plane. And um, it, basically what happened is I was like, this is, I can't sit through this. I'm too old. I need a kid if I'm going to endure this. Oh, not a solid snake in there, too. Yeah, there's plenty of cameos. I think um, who else was oh, in here? No, that, it's, it's pretty good resolution for, uh, for early YouTube. Yeah, this was what, 2012 when it first came out? It says seven years here, but that's when they started allowing uploads this long. I thought you were going to say it was like 2005 or six. It might go back that far. They got Waluigi in the mix. He's got a, a bucket hat on. What's great is we're not going to be able to monetize this episode now because they definitely did not get Earth, Wind, and Fire sound off on there. Um, you guys are, are going to endure what? How, how many hours of that? Uh,. Well, Hans, how deep did you get into it? That was bad. That was pretty brutal. Good to meet you, Hans. Hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still have like 15 minutes to go that I'm not going to finish because I don't want to. Like, I don't care. But it's how long just... have you been through it, though? How long have you put yourself through it already? It's two hours and three minutes is what how, I got, I how got to. How that be, then? You know, you've already been there. What, what is that, 123 minutes? You've already yeah. been there. Out the, 15 the worst of it is over, Hans. It's like a badge of honor. Yeah, there's lightsaber fights and mm. uh, a lot of dancing and ugly princesses <laughs> and just I mean, like like a shitty apartments from like 
what nebraska or something like that yeah well that was the best thing about youtube from 10 15 years ago is everybody just got their friends together and it's like you're an actor and you're an actor and girl i have a crush on you're my love interest in this so yeah i bet they got a tv page now what's that i bet they got an imdb page now oh yeah of course (laughs) rick alvarez well, he ended up marrying the girl that plays Daisy. So what you were saying is, yeah, okay, hundred percent right. There's right. <laughs> a happy, happy ending to it. All well, right. They, they, apparently, apparently, they got divorced in 2021. So oh, um, wow, right. yeah, that's so, that's not good. Yeah. Well, Luke, I know your tolerance for for bad shit is pretty high. You were recommending what the Langoliers to me over oh, the end, dude. I looked up. I looked up the. That's so funny you mentioned that because I literally pulled up the clip today. Um, where, <laughs> where he's like, he's hallucinating on the tarmac, and he's mm. just like, I didn't make money, I lost money. I lo-. it's like honestly Oscar worthy performance. He's flipping out, he's grabbing the woman by the collar, and he's screaming in her face. Did you see that? You know what scene I'm? I know about? exactly what you're talking about. That's Bronson Pinchot from Perfect Strangers. It was him trying to do uh, like a dramatic role for the first time oh, in his career, oh and uh, he goes over the top. Hans, if you want to pull that up real quick, Hans, did you ever see the Langoliers? No, I just is it a movie or is it a series? It's uh, one of those movies of the week that ABC did back in the the mid '90s with Stephen King. Was it ABC? It's a Stephen King movie. Because I just found I just found it on YouTube, and it says two hours fifty seven minutes. Oh, yeah, it was probably broken up over three nights or two nights. I'll say this about it: it does have. What it lacks in everything, it does make up for an atmosphere. It's got some seriously good atmosphere. It's this, they're in this empty world. They're in this uh, airport, and it has a very liminal space kind of feel to it. And then all of a sudden, these bad CGI, they look like testicles um, with, with like, uh, um, like tinfoil teeth come out. Like early, what is it, 90s, early 90s? Yeah, they remind me of those Mario bad guys, the ball that's attached to the chain in Mario yeah, 64. Yeah, like it has that look to it. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's um it's wonderful. It's just a wonderful piece of uh history, I guess. <laughs> this is this history. Is how, yeah, that's a good way yeah, to put it's, it. It's 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 it is it is kind of like a cuz I don't think they make movies I mean the movies they make that are like that now are like Sharknado where they're self-aware. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't know, there, there's something lacking there. There's the guy he goes crazy. He's a legend. There he is. He's a. This scene is so good where where Stephen King is is a cameo. He makes a cameo appearance. Oh right, he's he, one of like his dad's business partners he, or something. Yeah, he's like he's screaming at Stephen King about losing the money, and it's and he's crawling on the table. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. The whole movie. I love this <laughs> kind of shit. By the way, this is this has been even cringe to me. This is like, yo, this is. If I was ever gonna be in a movie, I'd want to be in like this. Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> well, you you would also recommend it. What was it like, The Iliad or something? And it was Dude, the made-for-TV okay, version specifically. All right, yo, The Odyssey. The Odyssey. Um, that is like three hours long, and it's a made-for-TV. Dude, it's like Hallmark Television. So I think it's like that. Is that the the one that's based on uh, uh, him going to like Dante's story, yeah. right? No, not Atlanta. It's it's Homer's Odyssey. So it's like oh, the Greek like epic. And it follows Odysseus traveling, trying to get back to Ithaca, his homeland, after the Trojan War. And it's like, they use everything from, like, really nice puppets, like, like, like scary shit, to, like, you know how, like, Adult Swim, you ever seen, like, uh, Eric Andre? He has the, like, prosthetic um, face, and, and he basically has, like, one eye. He does, like, some bit where he has, like, a prosthetic. They do it in, like, uh, 
they did an MDE where they get like a prosthetic top of the head and they have fake eyeballs. They did that for the Cyclops and it's, it messed me up as a little kid. I was like four years old and I saw this with my dad. We were watching this and I was like, Oh, you watch it now. It's still creepy. Like it has, it has elements, but it's also corny as fuck. Is it this? It is genuinely the best thing ever filmed. I will die on that hill. It is the best thing ever put to film. I will legit die on that hill. It's so fucking good. There's a, is it this one with Armand Asante? Armand Asante, the original Gotti. Yeah, he's talking to Athena there. Oh my god, he's, <laughs> he's just like schizophrenic throughout the whole movie. No, but um, it's it's just. Uh, maybe it's just the story. I love the Odyssey. It's my favorite. Yeah. Is that is, this, Isabella Rossellini? Yeah, way to get the the worst scene in the movie. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he makes like weird sexual innuendos. Is that that's Hermes? Wow. Oh, my God. oh it's so good. Get out of here. Find a new scene for God. Look at how homoerotic that shit is. Oh, man. How did they do that? That's incredible. How did they do that? (laughs) People were watching like Everybody Loves Raymond and then tuning into this and were wowed. They couldn't believe their eyes. Holy shit. Is that a... Oh, there it is. There you go. There it is. Damn, he's looking real wet. He's looking moist as fuck. He's Look like, at he's his skin texture. In the eyeball. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert if you really want to watch this. But it's worth it. I'm telling you, I put this on while I work at my desk. And my day is, like, made better. Did you leave this comment up here that says, one of the most inspirational movies for me? Just a man who <laughs> wanted to come home to his wife and son and his world. I didn't leave that, but I would leave that. Give it an up. Give it a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a thumbs up to me. <laughs> it's oh, so man. good. I really do miss the made-for-TV genre because you're right. If they do lean into something like this, it's to uh, embrace the the corniness of it or they're in on the joke, and it removes any sort of impact of the movie. And also, made-for-TV movies now are anything on Netflix. Like, I just watched David Fincher's The Killer with Michael Fassbender. Is that technically a made-for-TV movie now? Kind of. It kind of is. You'll never see that type. Like, this, this is a whole genre from 1970 or so up until about... 2005 of a of, of a genre of film that is just not going to exist in the future yeah it's ai upscaled and everything i pretty <laughs> love it it's the best so good well, that's that's why it's better than whenever they try to remake something now right because now they try to ground it into reality and put like modern sensibilities in it instead of going all out of the crazy uh, which is why all those old movies like that are, are much more enjoyable than that whatever they do now right i think there's a fear there's a there's a fear definitely in place with a lot of movies and people who make film in embracing the artifice and leaning into the veneer of it because they do want mm-hmm. they're they're so concerned with the immersion of it that they forget it's a piece of art it's a piece of entertainment at the end of the day. Yeah, at the at, like what I was basically it's um it doesn't have the modern cynicism that a lot of stuff has like nothing's like nothing is like coming from the heart these days they've always got to make a quip a joke like some meta bullshit mm-hmm. and it's just like. I don't know. But then again, I don't watch modern stuff. I, I can't remember the last time I watched a movie that was made within the last like couple of years, unless it's like horror. The horror genre is kind of good now, but most other stuff, I'm watching stuff that's like 20 years old at least. What do you like it's, as far as horror, modern horror? What was the one with the deformed girl who gets her, spoiler alert, if you actually, if you, if you know what movie I'm talking about, her head comes off. And that's kind of like a pivotal scene in the movie. Oh, uh, uh, um, 
What's the creepy Jewish redhead guy? Um, Dennis Miller. No, fuck. What's the little little creepy Jewish little Bill? redhead? <laughs> what? I can't think of a fucking movie with the I don't ugly. Know who directed it, but the ugly woman from from uh, from uh, Invisible Man. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Uh, uh, heredi- hereditary. Hereditary. That's yeah. what it was. Nailed it. I knew you had it. Yeah, that movie. I like that movie. I don't really watch movies for like story or anything. I, I just look for something new. Like I just want something that'll like be like, oh, like what was that one movie where um, John Goodman was in it? They're in a bunker, and you think he's a nut job the whole time, and he's he's keeping this this girl in there. He's like, don't go outside. The world's ending. Oh, that was Man, the third right? season of Roseanne. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Yeah, no, it was uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. I, I love that movie because of what they did in the end. I won't spoil it, but what they did in the end, I was like, I was watching it with a buddy who's like very his his taste in movies, like his favorite movies, Forrest Gump, right? So that's the kind of person we're dealing with here. God. He hated the ending. I said, "Yo, that made it. That made the movie because nobody's tried anything that bad shit." And that's all I want. I just want people to be as crazy as they can be. You know, that's all I want. You know, um, but everything's got to be. Ah, I don't know. I, I just signed off modern modern cinema for the most part i think that's probably a better way to go but there are some like decent movies that are like that this year so i mean you mentioned hereditary um i would recommend bo's afraid if you haven't seen that movie that came out back in march it's from the same director and uh that one that one might be too insane that one might be a little little too wacky yeah that one is it's also three hours long Oh, this looks horrific. Oh, I might check this out. Oh, I hope it's it like m- multiple uh, Joaquins and you don't really know if what's happening oh. is actually happening. Yeah. I thought I recognized the guy. That's a pretty good one, too. Have you watched any TV? I, you know what I just started watching? I just started watching The Golden Bachelor. And holy shit, what a sad that? show. That's when they have a, a ba- it's The Bachelor. But it's a 72-year-old man, and every woman is 60 to 84 years old. Ugh. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were gold diggers. That would be interesting. That's That would be a hell of a lot better, but no. Kinda, I'm going to be honest with you. That's kind of It kind of grosses me out. I'm thinking like elderly yeah. people like getting yeah. PDA, and I'm like, ah, you know. Dude, oh. there's a lot of loose skin, and there's a lot of hooking up on that show, too. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's retirement homes. That's apparently all they do in retirement homes. They're friggin' swingers for God's sake. Okay. Well, okay. Anyway, they just share STDs with each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That makes me think of an episode of ER I watched where it was like uh, it was an elderly couple, and uh, the woman in the elderly couple got tested for something, and uh, the doctor was like, "You have AIDS." And she's yeah. like an 80-year-old woman. Yeah. And it was and this this big, is ER? This is ER. Yeah, this was like George Clooney era of ER. They're like, I'm sorry, so, so, you have so AIDS. So ages ago where it was abnormal, now you hear about it, it's probably, you probably know somebody who had that happen to them. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and it turned out, of course, you know, they were hiding like, uh, oh, the husband was gay and gave her AIDS, but she oh. didn't know that. So it was like a big dynamic plot twist. It was very engaging. You couldn't get away with that on TV these days. No. And I, <laughs> I'm just picturing how they went about it, too. Damn. <laughs> I need to watch older TV. If ER is good, I might check out oh, ER. Oh, dude, I love ER. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I got in about eight or nine seasons before I had to take a break. There are some really classic episodes, and it reminds you, like, 
everything that's a social standard of today for like what you can't have on TV or what you can't have in movies is mm -hmm. like bullshit 15 years ago, like 20 yeah. years. It was not that far back where things were just like, let's play it for whatever's going to be most entertaining or most interesting. And what channel was that yeah. too? Like that a was NBC. NBC. Yeah. NBC. So you could, you could get away with a lot on NBC. But, that you it was 10 o'clock at night, so they could play it a little more daring, of course. Yeah. Only parents Was there Was yeah. there any, like, titties or anything? Or no? No, no but they, they would do that, too, on NBC. I remember it was a big event where on NYPD Blue, Dennis Franz. I don't know if you guys know the actor Dennis Franz. Hans, please pull up Dennis Franz because yeah. the, the photo here will really make it. Um, they had to give, like, a parental warning at the start of the episode, and they started, like issuing it out a week in advance. They were like, Dennis Franz is going to show his ass on NYPD oh, this week. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That was like national news. It was, yep, yep. Holy smokes, that's hilarious. Now, Hans, you really, and this is for like the patreon.com slash low res people who get the video of this. Let's take a look at Dennis Franz here because our, our audience is probably like 20 years old. They don't know who Dennis Franz is. I don't Franz know is. Yeah, there you go. There's Dennis. There France. it is. And there's <laughs> there is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think this is the first male nudity we've had on a podcast of ours, Hans. Yeah. And uh, couldn't imagine a more fitting. And it's inductee. also, why is that necessary? <laughs> like, you don't really need to show it was that. art. Just, yeah, just, why not? It was primetime art. That's what, yeah. I think That's that what... was like a, you think that was a marketing ploy like they're like oh we're we're about to drop ass in here <laughs> to drop ass like, i, I had to have been and, i mean nypd blue is probably a cut above in terms of those types of shows and i'm sure like the writing is way better than gray's anatomy or whatever the hell is on but why else do that like nobody's really making like an interesting artistic decision in prime time so of course yeah. it had to have been that and maybe he just he was the one who volunteered to do it i'll show, I'll show my ass <laughs> All right, I'll, who's going to do it? We need this. And he just raised his hand. And yeah. He was the first one to go. Wow, that's yeah. In, incredible. Yeah, the most, I'd say the worst thing I think I, I, I remember seeing on like actual television, like cable television when I was younger was a house. And um, a guy was trying to take a leak. And, and the blonde doctor, I think it was, a, I, it's been like 20 years since I've seen this. The blonde doctor is like trying to help him and his testicle literally explodes in his face. You don't see anything. You just, you, it's implied a burst of blood. And that, I, that's. What is the like diagnosis it. for that? What, what is it that causes I think that? it was a dream sequence. The whole thing was made up. I think that was the end of the episode. I, I should probably go back and watch it because it's, it's haunted me clearly to this day um the the idea of that <laughs> so the showrunner was clearly bored that week and was like here's what we need on house we need the exploding testicle gag now is it oh, season six episode four this is when we introduce the exploding really testicle. Shocking stuff in that in that show all the time there, i i remember because he was like a drug addict or something yeah. right i i still remember and i i'd never watched the show but anytime like i walked in on my parents watching it i remember there was a scene where he's pulling out a catheter and and he, he's like he's pulling a catheter out of his his pecker, and it's just that's pretty shocking for television. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe they try stuff like that on Netflix. They try stuff like that on modern movies, but it always like I don't know. Whenever I see stuff where they're like they're purposefully being outrageous in in the yeah. gross out or the gore department, I'm just kind of like repulsed nowadays. Like I, I maybe it's because I'm getting older. I'm just like somebody somebody greenlit this. Like this is nasty. I just mm -hmm. don't. There's little things here and there that I'm just like, 
I'm too old for this shit. I don't know what it is. It's so spread out, though, these days compared to before. Like, we had done a couple of episodes on The Exorcist and the new Exorcist movie that just came out. And one of the oh. big things with the 73 Exorcist that made it, you know, such a, a landmark film is that it was repulsive. There's really disturbing yeah, stuff in there. Yes. There's there's tons of, of stuff, like the blood coming out of the... Th everything. Masturbating with a cross. But if you do that now... You get like a smattering of that on every platform and different mm -hmm. horror things or just adult adult programs. So it, it doesn't have the same impact it used to have where it's this respectable thing. It, I think because we're so inundated with just constant grotesque things, it doesn't have yeah. that that, you know, smash. Yeah, there's, there's certain things you can't do. And then there's certain things that are, you know, you can show some of the worst, most vile stuff, but. Uh, there's, there's certain things you, you obviously can't, uh, you can't move into apparently. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it's all very, it, it's very like showy, you know? And it's like, oh, this character is going to drop the F bomb and they're a badass. They're independent. <laughs> they're, they kick, you know, they kick ass and take names and they say fuck all the time. And what are you going to do about it? And it's like everybody in the grandma drops the F bomb nowadays. Yeah. Rig. It's 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 weirder when they don't when they like replace it it's for an nice. with an almost curse word, but it's not a curse word. I like that. I'm like, oh, this is a breath of fresh air. I don't have to get like salted whenever I'm trying to watch something. It's it's a it's a whole different ball game. Oh, oh wow, they had some like integrity when they made this. Mm. I don't know. When don't I... a five year old saying fuck and yeah, yeah, off as a shocking thing. Right. Get the kid to be like edgy. Like I was watching um what's it called uh oh man it was one of those like intentionally like you know tongue-in-cheek like corny movies it was about like a space mo i love how this this is every topic i bring up i can't remember the name so uh <laughs> i'm gonna describe it but it's like a super space monster guy comes down and these two kids are uh basically teaching him trying to get him to be normal and then he ends up like killing a bunch of people you know, it's like very tongue in cheek. They, they, they mentioned it on Red Letter Media. And I was like, oh, this looks like right up my alley. I'll watch this. Um, Mac and me? Huh? I, I don't Mac think that was the twist of Mac and me. No, it's not that. It, that sounds vaguely familiar. Was it meant for kids or was it like a horror no, movie? No, it, it was like meant for like, I don't know. It was meant for like like millennials probably. It's a very like, you know, that kind of uh, Rich Evans has a voice cameo in it. I remember that much. Um it's like super death man or some goofy shit. You know, oh, in... uh, psycho gore man. Psycho, uh, psycho gore man. There you go. Yeah. I mean, the thing about that was I liked it, but then the worst part of that movie is there's a little girl and you know, the actress, you know, it's a little kid. I'm not mad about that, but they're like, yo, drop the F bomb here. Say the edgiest shit. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's like 12 year old or whatever, you know, the rest of the movie is pretty fun, but, but oh, I like, movies like that. I like the, the um, hobo with a shotgun. It's probably probably my second favorite. Oh, movie. I love hobo with a shotgun. That like that was that was a fun movie for sure. That, that was like a, a thing I watched with my family after my after my first semester of college. So it's like cemented in my heart as like oh, it's like a nice moment watching this fucking horrible movie with, with like, hobo with a shotgun. And they use like ground beef that, to like do yeah. like yeah yeah. Story. That that's the movie that's ultimately responsible for me getting into filmmaking because Hobo with a Shotgun had a competition where it was like make a fake trailer and we'll put it because that's what Hobo with the Shotgun wound up uh, winning the Grindhouse competition they had done a what? mock trailer 
And uh, that got thrown into Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez's Grindhouse double feature. So then they did that after they had made the movie. And I was like, well, I'll give that a shot. Oh, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Now I lost. But fast forward 14 years later, and uh, now I sold a TV show to a streaming service. So there we go. Oh, Everything works out in the end. I didn't know that. Thank you. Thank you. That's Omega Fish Corp. And Hans is not in it. No. Sorry, Hans. Sorry, Hans. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there, was, there was no no budget to fly me up. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe season two. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Damn. So what's that entail, man? How much work do you have to go through? A lot do? of work. A hell of a lot of work. Lot of- We're still in production on it, and um, there's just constant hiccups. There's all sorts of problems left and right whenever you're doing mm-hmm. something of this enormity. Um and uh, especially since you know, the good thing about it is, is it's very hands off. They're like, all right, we'll buy this and we'll give you the money to do it. But you go do everything because they're they're like yeah. a new production company startup thing. So it's all in our hands. And it's like, all right, well, if it sucks, it's on us. If it's great, well, then we take full credit for it. Um, but it's really a, a situation like that where it is creatively a, a do or die project. So. That's that's been fun and interesting and rewarding so far. But that's what just made me. I don't even think of Hobo with a shotgun that often, but that just jogged my memory because I remember doing um, a, a skit with one of my collaborators, who Hans here knows, Kenny, and uh, somebody else, and that was like the start of that. That's what nudged everybody off the the mm. ledge. So that was so long ago now. At this rate, God damn, making me feel scary old. to think about that. Well, yeah. Hobo with a Shotgun was 2007, so it's been at least... What? No, what? no, it was not no, 2007. No, was no, that was like 2010, yeah. maybe. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't scare me. Hans, you're uh, lying right Oh, sorry, now. 2011, you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm really good at years for some reason. Years of, of media I've followed, but they, yeah, I guess it's been, a, it's been a pretty good year for creatives, all things considered. Social media is like trash for, for if you're trying to do something creative, but I don't know. Everyone I've talked to who's like, you know, trying something, whether it's film, whether it's art, it's kind of a good year. Yeah. Well, that strike helped, right? For all that trash that they put out, not being allowed to be released. And I guess that strike ended the actor strike. And I think when it comes to a, a company like Disney, it gave them some time to evaluate why they're hemorrhaging money on every single project. And they're going to start doing things a little bit different. But I mean, I hate Disney, no matter what, I'd, I'd be happy to see them completely fail and go into bankruptcy. So I don't know if it's like a good thing in the long run, but I would say, yeah, generally speaking, this year has been, I think, you know, there's a lot less social restriction in terms of art now compared to before it's eased up a little bit. So people have a little bit more freedom to do what they want to be a little bit more creative. And I think a lot of like the woke shit is starting to exhaust, like even liberal lefty types. So we're, we're beginning to come out of that. Maybe it flips the other way next year with like another election coming up. That's a big fear, right? But (laughs) yeah, we're a year out from that, that, you know, there's no way to predict if that's going to be the case, but I don't know. I, I think it's generally a more tempered environment compared to what we've been dealing with. And that's going to produce better art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been feeling a lot of people I've talked to have been feeling that kind of pendulum swing at this point because, like, uh, I don't know, having, having to endure the whole 
I don't like terms like woke or whatever, you know, mm. cancel or whatever, but having to endure that since like 2014, I'm like starting to starting to hear people getting a little bit, uh, hey, uh, you know, standing up and being like, uh, I'm not a fan of this. You guys are ruining everything over here. So, well, it's about time. I think we're we've been waiting for that flip, right? Yeah. We've been talking yeah. about, oh, it's sooner or later it's going to flip. And it's just been every year, just kind of like, all right, it just got, it got worse. And then the next year it's like, okay, now it's uh, any time now. So it's about, mm -hmm. yeah, 10 years, 12 years since yeah. all that shit started. So it's time, yeah, for that switch and see more creative shit without having to worry about all that forced yeah, yeah. inclusivity and whatever. Yeah. Uh, Luke, what are you working on these days? I saw you had started releasing some more illustrations from your comic. Well, I'm uh, right now I'm juggling like three jobs at once, which is great. You know, I'm stretching myself thin, but I'm getting paid. So that's mm. what matters at this point. You know, one of them's a video game. Two of them are web comics. One of them's through like an actual uh, like a like a, a website. And now I'm going through all these people and I've got, you know, it's it's uh it's pretty good, but I was trying to work on my, my personal work. There's like no time for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll have maybe an hour, two hours a day to work on like my comic book, which talking about, um, you know, if we're going to talk about projects that are uh, going nowhere, but I'm kind of, I have a compulsion to at least complete it. I got a comic book called Splatterbrain and it's like well over 200 pages. And um, they tried, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's just, um, it's it's kind of dead in the water because like i was saying earlier if you try to promote art on any social media site nowadays it's i don't know what it is if, if the algorithm is just you know hard to catch i think it's because everything is short form video yeah everything's trying to follow TikTok. so artists are really seeing and even big artists like people with like you know two hundred thousand followers types uh whether it's instagram whether it's twitter they're seeing like no retention on on any of their posts they're seeing nothing because again it's all about you know posting short form video so i had an idea i might hire my brother because i don't have the i don't have the gumption to work on figuring out how to use sony vegas to do speed paints i've figured out how to record you know little individual artwork um and 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 cut it up but i'm just gonna you know ship it to my brother and be like hey can you edit this make it go fast and put some music to it and i'm gonna give that a shot post it on tiktok but like i hate tiktok so much you know it's just like and the fact that every single social media site is trying to emulate tiktok yeah. it's made me like like i never log on to social media anymore twitter you know instagram it's just like i'll go on when i'm on the toilet and that's about it um, but I used to, that used to be my bread and butter. That used to be where I'd make money, you know, where I'd pull commissions from. And thank God I found good clientele. Like I said, this year has been pretty good to me because I got good clients and, uh, they're, they're, they're making me some, some good money. So that's essentially everything I'm working on. is like NDA stuff. So unfortunately I can't talk about that. Otherwise my creative stuff is, is, uh, is splatterbrain, which is a very goofy and insane and, um, uh, it's probably, uh, if, let me just say, if any of the people who, who attack me on Instagram really wanted to get at me <laughs> just read my comic and just make fun of the comic, why did he do that? Well, one of the things, one of the things that I was worried about, because, uh, when I got on uh, big brother, uh, not to bring that up out of the blue, but when I got on that TV show, they give you a background search. And one of the things they pulled up 
as this guy might be, this might be, you know, bad for PR purposes was a, 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 a portion of the comic. And I'm like, I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little grim, isn't it? All right. Maybe <laughs> just the teaser <laughs> comics free to read on top of anyways. What was, hold on. What was the, what was the aspect of the comic they were concerned about? Well, it's a zombie comic, right? It's like generally a zombie comic. It's about a, a zombie apocalypse type deal. It wasn't that. It wasn't that little fan service bit that you just pulled up. Yeah, Hans, I like that you pulled up the ass illustration. Yeah, I pulled up the ass. I've been meaning to edit that a little too much, you know? But it's basically the whole thing is about a um, a lifeguard, a ditzy lifeguard, and a like uh, armored super soldier going through this zombie apocalypse type deal and what the comic is doing is we're going to show where like i have a team working on it no it's just me uh i'm going to show kind of what the world looks like through the eyes of the ghouls through the zombies or whatever that's like a cool little neat aspect but it's very like it's kind of like my full artist brain has taken over mm. and um it's i think it, the problem is it's become a total mess so if you want to see like something that looks like borderline schizophrenic um just read that comic especially the later portions because uh the later portions get really surreal and bizarre and it's been i've been doing it for like the past two three years at this point like since 2020 so like i said it is a total money sink it is something i get paid maybe like 80 bucks on patreon a month for you know it's got like some dedicated fans who i've gotten like commissions of the characters which is like very uplifting but it's like again it's nothing to write home about it's just literally that's my little that's my little treasure there, you know? That's my little something, something. It did get me that one comic job, so I used it as a portfolio, so. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been a fan of your work for a while now, since before. Yeah, yeah, brother, yeah. Obviously. Luke's got a, a very cool art style, and uh, I would man. recommend people check out Splatterbrain. So is the, um, is the issue you're running into more of a creative one, or just in terms of, like, promoting that? Oh, no, it's promotion. I, I mean, I've never been good at promoting anything, as you can probably tell by that, like, 16-minute spiel I just went on, which, <laughs> where I was basically saying, oh, you might not like this. It's weird. Yeah. Because I'm really, I'm too freaking honest sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just uh, the issue is, again, the social media game. I, used, I, I went from, you know, posting on Instagram and seeing, like, you know, I'd have posts breaking a 1,000 likes. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, just it's it's like hard for me to break 100 likes. You know, there's there's very little, you know, and it's about just like all the algorithm experimentation they're doing. You know, everything's changing. And again, it's like it's getting worse. Like, I, I don't even go on Instagram anymore because it's none of the people I follow. Like, if you want to find the people you follow, you have to go through all these additional mm -hmm. steps. Now it's like, you know, people in a third world country screaming into the camera and 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 like it's just weird man it's just yeah. whack yeah there's like that and then there's like cute animal videos and that's the only thing i can like look at so all my likes on instagram are like oh look at this cute golden retriever in korea doing something funny and they put a sound effect on it and it's like i don't know like i said i'm I, i've been on social media since like 2013 you know i've been trying to catch that dragon trying to like you know get attention for my work and it's just as an artist, and back in the day, you used to be you used to be able to write hashtags in and just like, oh, you mm. gain a huge amount of following. Doesn't work that. anymore. Nope. Yeah, now it doesn't work. You know, hashtags don't work. But that's why I'm saying I'm trying to figure out a way to go into short form video. But I don't have the uh, I don't have the time to learn Sony Vegas. 
to figure out how to edit this crap. So it's all about just, you know, again, at this point, I really don't need too much. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm juggling three jobs at the moment, so I'm doing fine by myself. I got some commissions as well. I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life, to be awesome. honest. So, yeah. So like I'm saying, like, it's not a big deal. I can ride this out until, you know, Instagram explodes and we see we've got like a whole bunch of additional social medias coming in. Like there's blue sky, which is pretty cool. It feels like Twitter from 10 years ago, but it's also very like nobody's there, you know? So it's like, yeah, I'll see people promoting that link. And I'm just like, you really expect people to click on that and mm -hmm. follow you. Oh, I do it. I promote it all the time, but it's just like, I don't know. You know, it's like, there's so many and it's just it's the same thing with with everything on, on online these days like youtube itself is getting agonizing you know about the the, the ad block issue like no it's how, what's going on with this well anytime you log on to youtube i use brave as my browser maybe i should use firefox and and, and keep you block installed but you get this little pop-up where it's just like you, we see that you're using an ad blocker and it's like yeah you guys are awful. Like YouTube's just gotten so much worse with 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 everything, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to trying to say here. I'm just saying that uh, the internet itself has gotten it's gotten kind of rough, especially when you're an artist trying to post. Is my thesis statement on that? I am that. very <laughs> interested to see where it all funnels out to because mm -hmm. Twitter doesn't have the same sticking power as before, which is a good thing. No. Really. Uh, no. And I think it's I think it's probably better as X. But to what you were saying before, yeah, Instagram is really falling off it, to the point where <laughs> unless you are posting pig videos or it's a fuck, it's a rabbit or something that is nestling up with a puppy, then, you know, you have no real chance of building any sort of following. And if you do use any any hashtags, I learned this the hard way. Nobody sees my posts except my followers. So if you try and even get hashtags, they'll put you in like yeah. a spam filter and that'll be that. So I used to do the huge copy and paste the massive block of yep. hashtags yep. of the additional <laughs> comment you make. It used to work. It was great. Back in 2012, I would do that hashtag L4L, like for like, follow oh, for follow, okay. and then I would never return the follower like. Old school, old, yeah, real old school. When it comes to the third world, let me tell you, the experience is the same, but the only difference is that people pay for their personal pages to be sponsored. So a lot of the time, it's just like a, a chubby 40-year-old woman from Costa Rica just paid to have their page be promoted and it's just scrolling. It's just like, oh, I guess I'm just looking at these old ladies' selfies. That's okay. That's the sponsor post. That's your social that media handler. She's yeah. posting selfies of herself. <laughs> yeah it's just that it's what's the promotion here oh it's just me and my child and it's just just some mm -hmm. lady trying to find a father for her for her kid I'm, i mean i'm kind of i'm kind of thankful for it because i'm really just reducing my use of social media as i feel like it's good for my brain at this mm -hmm. point i feel like it's really making me okay now i have more time for for other things you know the social media addiction is just completely it's completely dying out but at the same time like I have trouble working on my computer without something else on my second monitor, like mm -hmm. noise, any kind of noise just distracting me. So that's why the YouTube ad thing was pissing me off. Cause even though I've got like ad block installed on my browser already, I have to like refresh it. I have to like, I don't know, friggin' restart the browser because YouTube's constant, there's like a tug of war going on between YouTube and like ad block, you know, providers where YouTube is making their, anti-ad block things stronger and then the ad blockers are like okay we'll make our ad block stronger so it's like this 
you kind of seeing this battle basically going on and it's kind of interesting to see but i don't know it's just it's it's, it's i don't know <laughs> they also don't want to pay for the premium too because that that i when i when i, I uh watch videos on youtube on my phone it's like i'm not gonna pay five dollars a month and i'll get this ads. no the big thing <laughs> the, the real benefit of the the premium youtube once upon a time was oh they'll let you listen to the audio of the video and not have your phone up but now like you can you can trick that if you have an old like a new enough iphone and you have yeah. like the little the little button on your headphones you just click that and it does it so Dude, I'm, I'm such a stubborn bastard i hate the idea of paying for something that used to be yeah. free so like you know i was dating this girl and she was like oh my god you're using you're using youtube for your music like oh my god like how old you're like a grandpa i'm like this is why i can do it like it's free i don't have to pay 12.99 a month for like uh what is it um what is this spotify, what is the, spotify yeah <laughs> Which Spotify might be good, but I also liked the algorithm that they had in place in back like a couple years ago. Like YouTube had this algorithm where it would recommend like music that you wanted that was good to your taste. And I'm Similar, like, yeah. Anytime there's something good like that, they get rid of it. And I'm like, so I don't know. What's great about Spotify is they'll do the same thing, and that's always when I learn that my Spotify account has been hacked. Is when they start recommending a little Dirk to me. And I'm like, wait a minute, Little Dirk. I've Little never listened Dirk. to Little Dirk before. I haven't listened to anything like Dirk? that. Just some new rap guy, I guess. I don't know. And I was like, oh, wait, I have a login from fucking Detroit? Nah, that's not me. That's not even close to me. And then I got to change everything all over again. How are you so, getting hacked? What's going on? I don't there? know. And I don't know why people would hack Spotify either. I mean, but they do. They do. Another you would think like my music would, would intrude upon their music and they would find <laughs> something to be bothersome with that, but they don't. No. They just think, hey, it's free. I'll listen to Lil Dirk without <laughs> a commercial in between songs. So I can't believe the guy named himself Lil Dirk. That's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. That's like yeah. like a slur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean I, I think I mean maybe the answer is gonna be in like reverting back to the old ways that was something that people had hypothesized around the time like things were really tense on social media it's like well maybe people will start making their own websites and putting their videos out on their websites instead of youtube and then that didn't really happen that did not happen i think there's the platforms like gumroad and whatnot started um gaining traction and maybe patreon could be considered in that that grouping but for the most part it doesn't seem like anyone is really comfortable just yet in not leeching themselves to these social media platforms. And once that does stop, that's when I think things are going to get really interesting again. I, I'm oh. just wondering, because maybe I'm a little cynical regarding the, the, the modern internet, but, you know, now, like back in the day, back in the day, such an old ass man, um, the internet was broken up, you know, there, there were all, most of the internet was like a multitude of websites. And now it's like three. Now mm -hmm. the majority of, of, I don't know what the terminology is, but the, the majority of attention online, it's like YouTube and uh, like Twitter. They're these monoliths and you just can't take them down, which is probably why they don't have any competition, even though they actively make decisions that hurt, you know, hurt their platform, hurt their user base over and over. I can't like over the last like decade, it's just so funny to see YouTube make a decision that everybody hates. And then everybody just deals with it and then it gets worse. And it's just like, ah, now they're pulling up. Now they're like, uh, 
adblock goes against our terms of service and it's like <laughs> well people just refuse to change i think it's just the fear of like the comfort of i've been going to this app for 10 years it's shit but i i got my youtube account because there there has been a lot of competitors they just never reach those well, and also levels. like the user face of those competitors always suck like if you go on yeah. rumble or if you go on what's the other Odyssey. one whatever yeah odyssey. odyssey odyssey was a big one it, there was a i was like almost decent you know had a decent following on odyssey before it went under Unfortunately, it did go under. So now it's just rumbling. What happened? And some Why other did thing. it go under? Was it like some mismanagement or something? Like, did the owner do something stupid? I think they they were a lot smaller than the other uh, uploading platforms, and I think they mismanaged the money, and it just oh. didn't work out because it wound up crapping out mm. like the same year. I feel like they came up in March, and then they were done by December. Mm. So. Uh, that, that sucked because they had like a pretty decent user face for their website and everyone else is, it's really bleak. It sucks. It's like, all right, well, what, what, what am I even like visiting these other platforms for? Is it Dan Bongino videos? Am I going to sit down and watch that? Am I going to go watch a Russell Brand fucking video? No, I'm probably not. I do think whatever winds up killing, and I, I think this year, especially we can see very clearly there is a decline happening with the platforms and people aren't using them as much as they used to once we we usher out of that then it gets interesting again and then it's probably very chaotic but maybe in a fun way i'm just hoping people uh what i've been doing is i've been going outside oh wow look this is uh it was beautiful out here, you know? I'm, like, learning to surf and stuff. I'm like, no, oh, maybe maybe I don't need to play the social media game anymore. It's just, I don't know. It's just the appeal is is uh, is, is is donezo. But mm -hmm. anyways, enough, enough on that subject. Enough talking about that doom and gloom. Well, I did want to ask, since you brought up Big Brother, did you tune into the finale at all last No. Night? No? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know who won? <laughs> I think... Yeah, uh, I who was it? It was Corey who won. Corey beat uh, Sari. No way. No uh, way. No. Did he really? No. No, it was uh, it was kind of a eh, finale. Uh, Jag. Jag is the, the winner. And um, Jag took it? Okay. Yeah, he's the first winner to be evicted and win. So mm, okay. there's okay. a little asterisk next to his victory. It's interesting, I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I literally, um, I mean, I fell off because I was just like, you know, well. You I'm know. not there. So why would you, yeah, why tune in at that point? Yeah, yeah well, hey, I'm not, I'm, I will say, I mean, not to sound like a narcissistic prick, but I did find it very entertaining every time somebody sent me a live stream feed of me just being an idiot in there. And uh, it was very entertaining, to be honest, but. I mean, I was watching some of the live feeds after, and it's just like, I, once once you like remove someone the way I got removed, I can't imagine people being, you know, the same. I, I feel like that that's gonna cause a ripple effect, and people are gonna kind of be walking on eggshells the rest of the the rest of the time in the house, which is part of the reason I was just like. And they took out my favorite people in that house immediately after I was gone. Mm -hmm. That part upset me. I loved his song. I thought Riley was really interesting too. And Red. Red, the one dude who actively still talks to me. The one guy and, and the level of integrity that takes. You know, he told me to my face, he's like, I think what you did was wrong. I think what you said was wrong. They should have put you on the block, but I don't think sending you home was right. And I was like, well, Red, put me on the block. I don't think so. They, they should have just ignored it the way they ignored it with, uh, with uh, Jared, you know? Yeah. Like, give me a break for God's sake. 
and uh, you know, my Instagram comments are just like, uh, HR isn't responsible. We are. We're from Twitter, and uh, oh. we we got you. And it's like, no, you guys are impotent. Okay, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter has no sway whatsoever. They they literally because they taste the blood in the water. They uh, there's a <laughs> there's a picture of Jared and uh, Corey when he did the cross dressing thing when he was rocking blues um, blues like Spice Girl pink outfit. Mm-hmm. There's like a picture of it and Jared's just looking over at him like that. And Twitter was like in an uproar, like, I mean, big, like, attention on this. They're like, get him out of there for looking at him the wrong way. And um, that's, that's, I do miss Jared. He blocked me, but. Uh, no, I, I, did he? Oh. He blocked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he straight up, I, I did go in his comments after he got kicked out of the house. Uh, and I did mention how he was wiping down the couch with Kleenex after his little romp with Blue. Maybe oh, that was man. what he uh, yeah. blocked me. should have been a little more like. I don't know, you know. Did he know it was your account? He might I mean he he was getting a lot of heat when he came out of the house for misogyny and all all this bullshit. Yeah, so yeah. And, it could have been an auto block or something. I don't know. Well, one of the comments one of the comments I read before he before I got blocked was um it's crazy that Luke gets less hate than you. <laughs> and I'm like I think I probably just deal with it better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's so I find it so unappealing to get a bunch of different diverse people but you want everyone to say the same things and act the same way or or stay within a line what is the point of watching how many seasons is this i mean seasons weeks is this thing like fucking 40 episodes of this days and and why just people acting and talking the same i don't like when when loris told me that you got evicted for that i looked for a clip and i was like i say that all the time <laughs> it's just like it's just like it's whatever like why would you kick someone it brings i i thought like it's more interesting when you have people that are able to express themselves differently than what you expect i guess and i i saw the comments that that we got in our channel when when they oh had... yeah so when when you and me and Mumkey did that episode Mumkey got all of his base and I got all the Big Brother fans in my comments. Wow, so, really? What yes. um, so I got a lot of comments that were, they seemed like they were from older people for the most part. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is so irresponsible. This is so disappointing. Yeah, take accountability. And, there were yeah, there were a couple of articles that came out. They were like the Low Res Wonder Bread podcast, and oh, the wow. co-host hey, even congrats, says man. the yeah it, yeah. So like it, there was a little it was a little bit of smoke. It was nothing like at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. So but it was very amusing. I thought it was interesting that like Mumkey did the simul upload uh, the same day as me, and he also did a little doc on you for for yeah, and yeah. also showing like the kind of brother. It was great. I yeah. loved it. Oh, um, you, and it was interesting that our audiences for the same video were so far apart in what that was. Mm. It was it was amusing though. It was very interesting. Dude, dude, that's that's the thing. All the people who despise me, like despise me, um, on Instagram who I found, it's all uh gay black teenagers. Yep. <laughs> and um like menopausal white women. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's take accountability or spurging out and it's just like what and, and this, it's like 15 people. It's not even a big deal. Like, it's like, I don't, they, they're telling me I'm irrelevant. Meanwhile, they're still like screeching. It's like, I agree. I am irrelevant. They erased my ass completely. I heard that they just completely nixed any mention of me. Yeah. So I'm, 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they took you out of the credits, and uh, you were not eligible for the vote, unfortunately. I know. So. You showed me that. I can't believe I'm pissed about that. I'm a little. Well, that's because you know I mean, there would, would be an army of people that'd be like, you know, it'd be really funny. It would if be we got Luke. genuinely yeah. so fucking funny. That's the only reason. Well, the money would be nice too, mm. but that's a big reason that I'm just like, ah. Oh, but but I I am at the point where I'm like, you know, it'd be extremely hilarious is if they had them all wear the same outfits they wore on opening day, and uh, re re reshot the um like Julie Chen saying, oh, hey, house guests, enter the house. And they reshot it without me. I thought that would be like for future broadcasting or whatever. You'll get um, digitally removed. Dude, or they put a big sensor bar over me the way they did uh, Muhammad in South Park in that one episode. That would be so funny. But oh, I, I think that's that's one of the reasons why that show is dying, right? The audience is not the same as it was how long ago. Because th there was always a little bit of like... Okay, oh, something wild yes. is gonna happen. Something, wi someone wild is gonna be here, and that's why I'm gonna tune in. And now it's so sanitized. It's just like, why the fuck would I watch a bunch of boring people? There's a there's a season of Big Brother where a guy burnt a woman with a lit cigarette, and then he won the show. So Whoa! that's 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 the fall that that has occurred. But I will say, because Luke, you had said when we it's talked to you the first time. Um, the production members seemed like distraught about what they had to do. And then I was mm -hmm. like, so what happened here? Because clearly, like, maybe they're not on the same page. All the mandates and these new rules with the reality shows come from the very top. The new guy oh. who runs CBS is this dude named George Cheeks. And huh. all of the... Any, at any time on a Zoom call. So when, when they tried to put me on two seasons of Survivor about 10 years ago, and they, I, I believe I had to meet Les Moonves for that, where it was like a big room. Maybe you had like a similar experience, obviously, but it was a big yeah. room of people and it was Jeff Probst and it was like four or five executives and then a lot of random executives at CBS. And uh, G George Cheeks is the new guy in charge. And his first rule was, all these CBS shows, I want the cast and the crew to be 50% POC, and we're going to have new yeah. rules about, you know, the language. So that became a new thing because of him, and they're all beholden to that, and I think they're all like, fuck, we're, we're stuck for right now unless there's new management. And the last time there was new management, it took like 25 years. I so, thought that was like a, a – like – I thought there was like literally a law in place where, where television had to have that 50, 50 thing. I could have sworn no. I read that. No, really? this is completely <laughs> optional. I mean, if you, if you take a look at NBC uh, or any of their reality shows or just any network, really, mm. they don't abide by that. CBS was the only mm. one. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, my qualm is just the language thing. The, um, honestly, I, I viewed it as an HR decision for the most part. Cause like I said, I got reported, and um yeah it was just uh i didn't meet with anyone per se it was all zoom meetings mm -hmm. which actually reminds me of something that really got under my skin the reason i i i, I kind of have a chip on my shoulder with hr i don't think i explained this a while ago because um i was still kind of digesting it um but when they you know when they kicked my ass out of there right and i was just like distraught i was like mm -hmm. wrecked over this you know because it was like You've got all these plans for like the next God knows however long you're going to be in the studio. 
you're like, you know, I was like, my enthusiasm was like through the roof. I slept like a baby that night. I felt like a million bucks. I was brushing my teeth. They called me into the DR. And um, I remember they hit me with it. And it was just like, yo, like an hour and a half of sobbing. I was just like busted up. I was like crying like a baby. I can name on one hand how many times I've broken down in front of like, in front of somebody, mm. you know, like cry, shit, like just devastated. And that was like number four or three probably. <laughs> but like after that was all said and done, right? I'm wrecked. I'm devastated. You know, I'm sitting in this, um, this, uh, this casting room with like an old dirty couch. It's stuffy in there. I literally had to ask them. I was like, can, can you take me outside? Like it's been like five hours. Can I just go outside and like get some fresh air? Cause I'm fucking dying in here. And, uh, yeah, they let me go for a little walk. Um, uh, monitor, monitoring me but um when i went back in that room they brought a laptop in right and this laptop there they told me you're going to be talking to the hr department they're going to explain what you need to go through you know what you're going to do how you're going to go about life after this how you're going to you know be taken care of per se you know if you need therapy what what have you um I go, okay. lashes you're going to be getting yeah, <laughs> well, psychological but um no they they bring this so the person brings this laptop in, right? And it was such a weird move, such a weird decision that it didn't register immediately. It registered after. They sit the laptop down in front of me and it's all Zoom calls. It's like a couple dozen Zoom calls, you know, squares with, with people staring at me. And I'm looking at it. And like I said, didn't immediately register. Every one of those people, they must have called every black person in the studio and put them all and they'd say, we need you to stare and look austere. Every person was like this, except for a few. Um, and I'm like, all right guys, cause I'm used to black people. Like they don't scare me. I go to right. the cookout every friggin' year. It doesn't, they don't bother me now. Okay, I got more black family members who talk to me than white family members to be perfectly honest. So I'm unbothered mm -hmm. and I'm just like, what are we talking about guys? What's up? And they're just like this. For like eight to 12 seconds. I remember there was an Asian guy in like the top right corner, just like this. And a white woman with like a vacant smile, just like in the top. Right. And I'm just like staring like, uh, can they hear me? I'm like asking the woman who brought the laptop. Like, Do they hear me? And then she goes, oh, and she grabs the laptop and leaves the room for an hour. I fall back asleep on the couch in my Crocs. And uh, she knocks on the door. She wakes me back up, puts the laptop down in front of me, same laptop. And it's three Zoom calls. It's two black folks and, and the white woman who was smiling vac vacantly before. And I'm like, what was that all about? And they ignored that. They ignored that question. <laughs> and um, then they just, you know, gave me the rundown and they acted like it didn't happen. And, you know, on the flight home, I was like, what the fuck was that about? And then I got to thinking, I was like, that was an intimidation tactic. Yeah, like they were trying to intimidate me. Mm -hmm. I was sobbing for an hour and a fucking half, you know, all this work that I put into getting on the show and, you know, going about it and like all the stressors. And then they tried to pull that. That was like disrespectful. That was, so that was upsetting. And that, that really, that was like a major league because I was treated wonderfully by everyone Otherwise, you know, the production were super cool. I'm sure they all hate me now, but I still like them. I still like that. I was grateful for getting on the show, you know, still am. It was a wonderful experience. But the fact that HR tried to pull that little psychological, like, you know, act of terror was just bizarre. Yeah, it's, it was what a, very unusual. What a, it sounds very cucked. It's just, yeah. hey, look at these people on this laptop here. I mean, back in the 70s. Yeah, I probably, know, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, 
I don't know. I think it would have just been like, like, hey, what up, N-words? That's how you open that. They put me in a room with, a, with like, you know, a, with a massive table. They just drop me, like, trap door, drop me in a room, and they're just all like this. Maybe that would be a little, I'd probably still be oblivious to it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, thinking about it, it was just like, did they do that to Kyle the previous year? Because that makes me upset, too, because Kyle's my doppelganger, right? Everyone's yeah. saying, oh. It's Kyle again, and then sure enough, the curse of Kyle afflicted He walked me, so you could run. He, yeah, right. I'm blind, baby. <laughs> he, he, straight up, like they they had a, he needed like him and his mother because of the hate afterwards had to get like uh, therapy, you know, and they provided mm -hmm. the therapy. But I'm thinking to myself, you're gonna provide therapy, but you're gonna pull a move like that. That's yeah. bizarre. So yeah. that that was just too disrespectful for me to forget. Uh, you know, and it's just like it, exactly as I described it. I'm like telling you, like, they just put it down, and I would not be suspicious if they had actually said something. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk, and there's just 20 people staring, like 20 plus people staring at me, but they were just like this, and I was like, "What's up? What are we talking about?" And they just didn't say anything. You know what it probably it's is? So Those funny. people probably don't have jobs or work otherwise, except for occasions like this where they're like well, we have to hire X amount of black people. We'll just have them in case this happens. And it just so happened to happen here. <laughs> I don't know if they have specialized like intimidators. I think they honestly just pulled everyone they could who happened to be black. In. Yeah, a couple of janitors in there. Just a couple of, yeah. <laughs> hey, get the janitor. I don't fucking know. It was just like, it was bizarre. It was hey, just... Get on your phone, stare at this guy for 30 seconds, don't say anything. Mm. You can go back to cleaning toilets in 30 seconds. That is bizarre. <laughs> that, is, that is almost terrifying to imagine. Dark room, old couch, Zoom faces, unbelievable. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like, that's the thing. Like, half, the, half, the, half the black folks after the show, um, after all this, you know, half the people who are like commenting is like half of them of the black demographic who are like talking to me. They love me still. And the other half are like, fuck you, you know? And it's just like, what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? I don't care. Oh, that's, that's the internet, I guess, right? Can't. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all nonsense. Like, I don't care. I, listen, I, I love everybody until you give me a reason not to. And it's just like, that's all it is. I don't care. I don't give a damn. But I don't know. It's just, it's just so goofy. I just had to tell that because that, you know, yeah. having realized that after the fact, it was just like such a bizarre move. Like, Mm, it's feel gross thinking about it. Well, uh, I think it's onward and upward from here. Oh, yeah. You know, you're you're in a, an elite class. You know who else was expelled from Big Brother once upon a time? Uh, the, the guy who put the knife to the girl's throat. Well, yeah, no, that's not who I was thinking of. But yes, yes, he did do that. I, I believe he cleaned himself up afterward. That's not who I was referring to. Um, yeah. <laughs> There was there was actually a Christmas photo of him with like his family now that came oh. out and people were like, whoa, that's the same guy. But no, that's not who I was thinking of. I was thinking of one of the most famous men on the Internet right now, Andrew Tate. Oh, really? Was, yes, was they kicked him off on UK Big Brother. He got expelled, I think, within like the same amount of time as you for similar honest, things. I hate Andrew Tate so much. I hate the way he talks. <laughs> I hate the way he looks. Everything about him is unappealing to me. Um, anyways, yeah, <laughs> did he get in trouble for trafficking, like human trafficking? I, it was something like that. I don't know. You yeah, know, you can't yeah. trust the Russian government. 
That's what okay. I always say. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, uh, but yes, yeah, I mean, the heights, you know, the sky's the limit, really. That's, yeah, that's what we're I doing. mean, if you live through this, I'm not saying it's a big deal. Like, listen, Big Brother, you know, not to toot my own horn, it's, it's hardly the most interesting thing that's happened to me in my life. It's the most interesting thing that's happened with 99 cameras on me. Um, I'll say that much. But like, you know, and there's been a few people who've actually recognized me only recently, which is so effing funny because I have to play it. I'm like in a different town. Like I don't live where I lived when I got on the show, obviously. So I'm like, I can't be letting people know, you know, not not to <laughs> to my own horn again. But I went into a bar like a, a, a hair cutter just randomly. I don't have the like goofy haircut I had in friggin' the BB house. Um, and, uh, you know, I looked identical to how I looked on the show. This is like on Halloween day. I walk in, I'm like, all right, I had to sign in because this is one of those haircut joints where you have to like sign your, give you all your information. So I literally lied. I watched Cool Hand Luke uh, the other night because my name's in it. And I love that movie for that reason. So I just put Lucas Jackson as my like fake name. That's my new name now. Um, and uh, they took me in the back and um, the, the lady's like, all right, what do you want done? And, and before she can start, you know, and I'm trapped there, right? I'm in the seat. I got the bib around me, the haircut bib, whatever you call it. I'm just like, uh, you just blend it on the sides. And, and then all of a sudden I hear from behind me and the place is empty except for two ladies cutting hair and the guy whose hair the other lady's cutting. Uh, she goes, were you on TV? And I go, I go, uh, huh? <laughs> and she goes, were you on Big Brother? I go, uh, no. <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> and she literally walks. So, and the guy is like, yeah, yeah, you look like the guy from Big Brother. I go, huh? And, and I'm just playing like an idiot. I'm bad at lying. And she literally takes the phone and like puts it in my face. And it's me in the DR room with, with the Hawaiian friggin' this Hawaiian shirt on. And I like, it's literally, it's just me. And I'm like, I can't help but smile. Cause it's like, like, you know, and I got the same specs on and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, Oh, that's weird. He looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, must be like a, and, and the, the friggin' haircutter lady's like, yeah, you got the dimples and everything. I'm like, must be a doppelganger. Oh. Like, like literally lied through my teeth. And it's just like a friggin', we're like at like a friggin' Mexican standoff. I'm just like, it's not me. And they're like, it looks like you. I'm like, crazy, huh? Crazy world. <laughs> and then luckily the lady just continued to cut my hair and, and and I just walked out of there and they all said goodbye to me very like cheerfully. I'm like, bye. Okay. I thought you were gonna say she put a laptop in front of you with thirty black faces on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she called her really? entire family to come to the barber shop so they could just stare at you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like, man. Shit, I gotta get out of here, but I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's been, it's only people like over the age of like 35, people with kids, you know? So it's like, they're the only ones who recognize me. I got recognized at another place that I have to frequent more often. And the guy's like, he's from Florida. I'm like, it's a big state, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> trying so freaking hard. Like, just, but again, it's like nobody, nobody else. Cause like, again, I'm erased. So, you know. Not a big deal. For now, <laughs> for now. I think, honestly, I think if you applied for some other reality show, oh. the corner is being turned on whether or not, you know, you can feature these types of people or whatever. Again, like, I, I really think there's a new era of reality TV approaching because this House of Villains show, I don't know if you're aware of that, that? that program yeah. at all. They took, like, the most um, 
insufferable people from 10 different reality oh, shows right. and threw them Appreciate in a house. <laughs> and, um, but no, like you have in there, you have Omarosa from the Trump White House. You've got uh, Johnny Fairplay from Survivor who lied about his grandma dying. So it's all these controversial people. And they realize, oh, no. <laughs> they realize this is way better television. And like e the E-Network's ratings have skyrocketed from this. I mean, it should go back to how it was once before because all this this very lame cookie cutter shit. Yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. Very I don't want to deal with fucking sociopaths and psychos though. <laughs> like, for God's sake, I'm not that bad. Jesus Christmas <laughs> almighty. I mean, listen, I don't expect any, you know, I, I would do it again. I would do a reality TV show again. I think it'd be fun. It was fun going through what I went through, but. I, I think you were great TV off. for the short time that you were on Big Brother. I mean, I think I think it would be a wasted opportunity if you got presented something and didn't didn't take it. I think there, oh, there's dude, room if to someone be presented me something. I'd probably well, I got work to do, but I'd probably still I'd still give it a shot. You know, like I said, it was fun. It was a good experience. Like I don't regret it at all. Um, but you know, yeah. Mm, could have gone better <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll see what the future holds um all right we're actually we're 30 minutes late for our show with monkey now because uh, we're just enjoying my haircut story i know it was very uh, no we needed we yeah, needed that. my day wouldn't have been complete without that i have like five things to say about that movie anyway so it's yeah fine. no it's honestly it's, it's gonna be rough going trying to subvert <laughs> away from the fucking mario movie on, on this next show we're doing <laughs> It's like, oh, man. Um, all right, Luke, it's been uh, a joy talking with you yet again. You too, so man. let's it's let's do this again. I want to get you on my my proper movie podcast with Hans where we can talk about a film of of some the kind Odyssey. as the theme. The Langoliers or the Odyssey. Yeah. I'm yeah. down for watching either of those. <laughs> we could do that. Um, all right, man. Well, it was great chatting with you. And um, uh, good luck with the, the numerous NDA projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah.